All right. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to uh, Queer Black Wives Turn Queer Black Friends because we've decided to prioritize our relationship in this journey of becoming the new Oprah and Gail 2.0. Hey, hey, hey. I'm your co-host, India, also known as The Real Coach India on Instagram, and I am joined by my lovely co-host. Also known as Temple Gems on Instagram. You better. <laughs> yes. So excited for this name change. It was a an epiphany when I was like, I think the world deserves our friendship. We're long distance. We talked about that in episode one. Everything that we've shared up until this point has been true, has been our, our most authentic selves and representation and in changing the title of the podcast and also... It's opening up our audience. Um, we're already operating under a smaller subgroup of the population, you know, with it being queer Black women focused. So now, instead of zeroing in on wives and fiancés and those in committed relationships, we're like, let's do everyone. All of the queer Black women underneath that umbrella because y'all got friends. Y'all friendships are just as important. So, yeah. Definitely, definitely, definitely. So, we're excited because with renaming, we initially were going to do this episode on love languages regarding, like, our partners. So, but we're going to do it, which is something that I'm very excited about, which is love languages and how to show them or express them to friends, which I don't feel like it's talked about enough. So, um, our activity of the day is the five love languages assessment. Um, so mm-hmm. we already did that. We completed it. We'll still share what our five love languages, what our love languages, how they rank um, relationship wise. But then we'll, we'll turn um, to friendship and we'll see if they're different or they're the same. So India, you go ahead, uh, you go first and you, you can rank them or you can just tell me your top two or three. Okay, so I'll tell you my top two or three. Only because I never went back to do the friend one. I misunderstood the rules. That happens often. (laughs) I'm like, oh, wow, I was supposed to do that. Okay. (laughs) I've done it with a spin on it. (laughs) So my top is words of affirmation. Words of affirmation has always been my top. Um, Okay, so I'll I'll do my order and then I'll do how I think they'll apply to friendship. Or how I've seen them apply to friendship. Maybe that'd be better. Okay, so one. Words of affirmation. Two is, um, Jesus, I should have wrote these down. Brittany. <laughs> God dog it. Now I'm like, dang, what are even the freaking, the top I'll five? Tell I'll tell you. So you're, you're, do, you're doing yours, um, how you did it initially romantically, but you're still applied to friends as well, right? Yeah. Cause I feel like there's so much room for it and I think I can talk to it. Okay. So the five are Words of affirmation. That's my one. Receiving gifts. There we go. How could I forget about the gifts? (laughs) Quality time and acts of service. Okay. That dang near is how mine run down. So words of affirmation first. I like to say my dialect. Britain. I love notes. I love long posts. Like I live for those things. Um, Receiving gifts and giving gifts is new. It's within the past like two or three years, I want to say. And how they described it on the friend side was these are the gifts that typically don't have a lot of monetary value 
associated with them, but they're so you that you know that person knows who you are. They're like the sentimental gifts, the homemade gifts or, you know, stuff like that. I thrive on things like that. If y'all haven't noticed, um, three was physical touch and two and three were very, very close. I don't know what this heightened, um, romantically heightened sense of, of self and body I've been having for the past, like I'd say six to eight months, but it's been Mm. really nice. Um, in terms of friends, I think I've always been the type of person that's like, I'm a hugger, so I'm going to hug you. <laughs> and is that not physical touch? She's directing me. She's directing you. <laughs> <laughs> Let me touch you. <laughs> I am. Well, okay, historically, we haven't really seen people or hung out with people in so long that I don't know how I'd be, but historically I was always like a just a hands-on like oh my god you're so cute I'm you know lightly tapping your shoulder or we're laughing and I'm cracking up I'm slapping my leg and I'm slapping your leg like <laughs> that's the type of physical touch friend that I am I'm pushing you over if something real funny it's a whole thing um quality time has really dropped quality time used to be my second um and I think it's because I understand that as an adult friend, it's like, I don't got to talk to you every day. You know, sometimes that is unrealistic. And so quality time feels different. Quality time for me is more so intentional time. Like, mm-hmm. hey, I want to do something with you. Let's start a fucking blog. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. We don't talk every day. We talk just mm-hmm. about every week. But it every time we talk, it's like, man, pretty is my favorite. I say that every time we get <laughs> off, the, off the phone. <laughs> And Teresa's like, I love this for you. I love this for y'all so much. Like, what's to say? This word. <laughs> I'm like the whole pop. Listen. <laughs> Why are you like this? The um acts of service. I'm so I'm too independent. It's I'm really working through people doing things for me. Um. Mm-hmm. It's me being too independent and also me being controlling. I was telling this to my friends last night. Okay, can I do a quick tangent story? (laughs) (laughs) What? I'm sure. Okay, okay, okay. (laughs) So I had my first girls' night out with some friends here in LA. And I had planned it because I had some sorors who were doing this wine event. They do this black girls who love wine in LA. And it's like cool as fuck. Like they're really, it's, it's a whole vibe. So I invite two of my friends and I'm like, let's go to this wine night. It's going to be great. Really like um, the ambiance is really nice. And they're like, oh my God, yes, girls night out. And then the, literally the next day they're like, okay, so there's also this pole dancing class on the same night. Like, let's make Ooh. it a whole night and go to this pole dancing mm-hmm. class. And so I'm like, no, no, <laughs> no, fuck that. Fuck you. Fuck her. Fuck all of y'all. Why the fuck don't y'all want to go to the wine night? Like, I am, like, trying to talk myself off the bridge of India. Is this you being controlling and, like, just not wanting to do anything at this point? Because I was about to say, I'm going to go by myself. Like, no, y'all go to the pole Mm -hmm. dance class. Have a good time. I'm going to go to the wine night. And I'm going to have a good time. Then I was like, no, Indy, I think you need to grow through this because you've always wanted to go to a pole dance, a pole Mm -hmm. dancing class. You've talked about it with the both of them. And y'all are already going to be together. The place is only 15 minutes away from each other. Like, Mm -hmm. so acts of service. I think those things are like acts of service where a friend's like, hey, this makes sense to put these together. 
Yeah. And I'm I'm doing this for you because I think it'll make your life better. You said you want to experience this, and now boom! If I don't have the idea mm-hmm. as a friend, I feel like threatened, like my control, mm-hmm. or like I didn't have the coolest idea. So maybe mm-hmm. that's why I access services all the way fucking down because no, I don't even want to fucking go. And it's been times in the past, Brittany, I wouldn't go. <laughs> India, we weren't wearing that. Like we were we're wearing jeans. I would be like, girl, I'll be there at eight. I don't give. I don't care about your feelings. So, yeah, and I, I need friends like you. This is why we're queer black friends. Why we're falling in love long distance. I just <laughs> tell me, <laughs> tell me, because I will not go. Like, like, girl, get out your feelings and come on. Nobody got time for that. Okay, I, mean, I thought of it, and it's okay. Let's go. Distant. I mean, cold, detached, cold, calculated killer. Nah, I'm good. Girl, be spinning around that pole. Girl, <laughs> come on. And it was look fun. Trees, look at that look. I'm gonna release the. I'm gonna release the footage. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. I, I want to do one. I haven't We're done one in do a very one. long time. We're gonna do all the things. I told you, oh. Gail. Okay, tell so, me, tell me all the things. So interestingly, uh, romantically, mine are physical touch and mm-hmm. quality time. Um, in relationships, I'm not really big. Like I like gift giving, but it's not mm-hmm. like a core. Uh, like a center point um probably just getting over those things of being used or using people so I just kind of like stay away from it Mm -hmm. um but then I kind of like it when I say something and someone does get it for me but it's not one of those things where it makes me feel more loved if that makes sense yeah but on a friendship level um I like words of affirmation and um what was my other one words of affirmation and gift giving weirdly huh so Mm -hmm. i love listening to my friends or let's say they want to start a business or if they um, have a new hobby Mm -hmm. um i love listening and then just like keeping it in a bank and then just kind of like surprising them like it makes me feel more joyful to see my friends experience joy because something that i did so Mm -hmm. they're completely different i don't i don't need all them touches and stuff (laughs) Mm-mm. You so don't weird. want my hug. I'd be like, yeah. Mm. Be like, let me a little pat pat on the back. <laughs> Not that you're a patter. <laughs> like, hey, go give me a touch hug. Bye. I don't need that touch. Mm-mm. Bye. So that's very interesting. Don't break my that's... heart and give me no pat pat hug. <laughs> like, come on, come on. Act like you got a big church hat. You know how we used to do in church. No. Just like that. Okay, what's your next oh. one? <laughs> um, oh, on so for my third one would be quality time. So I do, yeah. I, I, I like the word intentional time mm-hmm. um, because we are all living, you know, very, very busy lives. So even if it's just like margaritas or um, like a spoken word night or like just getting together to work on something that we um, like a business, our businesses or Mm-hmm. anything just quality time or just to shoot the shit vent whatever um like lately i think the last thing i did was um a workout class like a Zumba class because we both like to dance so something like that i'll tell you you can't make it it's like no hard feelings but it's an intentional time that i set apart you know make sure we could all do it so such a great but that's for i say that's both for both romantic and platonic <laughs> Um, but I think it was very important for us to discuss this because I feel like when we were younger, we kind of prioritized 
romantic relationships over <clears throat> platonic relationships. Mm-hmm. I don't think anyone for me ever told me that they're very that you need to nurture both relationships the same exact way. You know, both mm-hmm. hold both sides accountable. Mm-hmm. Um, and I that's that going to be my first question. When did you realize that you needed to nurture both of the relationships? Both platonic and romantic relationships the same. Um, I'd say in high school, I had this friend and I feel like everybody maybe has a friend like this, but your best friends and it's like y'all feel like this like one unit, you know, the whole that's my best friend. If you see her, you see me. You see me, you see her. <laughs> and it's like we were always together. She had moved from Chicago and when she first got to the school that we were at. I didn't really know her. We didn't have the same classes just yet. But I had like heard people talk of her. And back in the day, people from Chicago like intimidated me. Like I felt like they were really aggressive people. Um, I also grew up in East Hammond and going to school in White in like 10 minutes from Chicago. So it was like just a, a culture shock for me. Um, and so I just view people from Chicago as aggressive. And so when she came, I was just like, oh, God, another Chicago girl. Ghetto, ghetto. <laughs> They're going to be up in here fighting. Lord, I might get beat up. Jesus Christ. So I was always in like comedic self-defense mode. And so when I finally like meet her and like, you know, see who see who she is for me. I'm like, oh, you're really cool. Like you're really funny. And I think looking back on it, she was a good mirror. I'm also reading the um the art of seduction right now. And so my terminology may be strange so if 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 i say something be like girl okay now what in the hell we're not reading that book girl what does that mean because you know well, i do that girl it's so funny because i want to talk about that because him as an author he kind of 48 laws of power <laughs> so i want to know if this was different but we can get on that later <laughs> uh, we'll, dis- we'll discuss many of books i'm sure see this is why i want to open it up to queer black friends this is why for you all for us <laughs> but yeah i feel like she was a mirror and i saw all of the parts of me that was like, oh, you could be this cool. You could be this confident. And the whole time, maybe she was just trying to be the same thing. She thought I was her mirror. And so we're both performing and trying to be these people. And then it just really took a turn for the worst in a friendship because it's like, I knew I shouldn't have been her friend. A whole bunch of stuff happened. Um, we ended up not being friends for some time. She ended up dating uh, one of my exes. Like, you know how like you have significant exes in high school? Um, they ended up dating and it was like, okay, well now obviously we can't be friends because you just, <laughs> if you would even told me, like I probably would have been okay with it. Like I would have understood. Like, I've never, mm. I've never been a person that has been so close-minded and just focused on yeah. my side. And so I was like, girl, we could have talked through this. I, that nigga was trash when I was dating him. <laughs> You saw the support that I needed. Like, why did you think you can handle this relationship on your own? I don't understand. Are you dumb and dumber together? Okay. <laughs> and so I ended up being her friend after that. Uh, she, it, it, There was a moment happening in the gym and I'm like comforting her. And then I'm like cursing him out because how fucking dare you? We have her up in here crying. Even still, don't see that this girl... While she needs help and she needs a friend, I don't have to be that help. I don't have to be that friend. So I feel like that situation was a catalyst for so many different lessons that I learned early on because I'm such a trusting and loving person that I was like, this friendship 
was way more unhealthy than that relationship. And girl, that relationship was toxic as fuck. I used to punch trees, Brittany. Nature. I used to be punching trees, okay? <laughs> trees? The bark? I'm the bark. The, like, <laughs> terrible relationship. And the friendship was 10,000 times worse than that because it felt like I needed to be her friend because I knew that she needed that friend. But in me being that friend, I was being so manipulated and just, you know, and we used to see her all the time and I would be like, try to be cordial, but it's just an energy and a vibe that I just can't knowingly get back into. Yeah. So as an adult, I'm still, I'm still steering clear from the key indicator of why I should hold both platonic and romantic relationships to the same degree, really friendships to a little bit of a higher degree. Mm. Quite honestly. Definitely. <clears throat> but I think as women, um, especially black women, we mm-hmm. definitely need to hone in and trust our intuition. I feel like it's something that we, I don't even mean to be rude or make a generalization. We're, ter- we're terrible at it. Yeah. We ignore it. We ignore it. We ignore it. We think it's something else. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's just it's just a coincidence. No, when, once you it's realize not. there are no coincidences that it, things are always talking to you or they're speaking to you, then you look at life a lot differently. Like there's so many things that I've ignored um, from my gut. Yeah, oh, I, of course, I'm thinking, oh, it's just anxiety. And when it, in essence, it was something speaking to me and I was just like, mm-hmm. oh, no, I'm just overreacting. Like, especially when you're in a phase of a woman of trying to meet new women and, and um and grow friendships mm-hmm. whenever you have those pings or you know anything you need to listen to yourself they're telling you no that that's not it or yes hell mm-hmm. yes this is this is what you need mm-hmm. I've had that hell yes in the last couple of years twice and I've I've been spot on the things that I've tried to ignore oh uh, they bit me in the ass a lot mm-hmm. <laughs> so I will say that I learned that I have to nurture my platonic and romantic relationships. Um, mm-hmm. So right after college, I started feeling, so I had a best friend. Um, since then, I have not had a best friend. Um, so I had a best friend and it was more of a loyalty sense, which is why I talk about loyalty a lot because it's something that I feel like keeps you indebted to things and people. Uh, yeah. So I uh, was very loyal called this person my best friend, like, and, you know, really loved her and respected her, but I felt like my trajectory, I needed, I wanted and needed something that I was not getting. Mm-hmm. And people made me feel weird for having expectations and wanting to, um, wanting friends to hold me accountable and, you know, wanting to hold them accountable for the things that they told me that they wanted and they aspired to, and to feel bad and to feel like I, you know, to be shamed for mm-hmm. holding my friends accountable. It was just like, this isn't the space for me. This isn't where I want to be when I know my intentions are good. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had to end that friendship. No one tells you how hard that shit is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm not, a, and as you may know, I'm not one that has a huge group of friends. Like I'm not, if I fuck with you, I fuck with you the long way. Mm-hmm. It's hard. Like I trust you. I know you got my back because I'm, I bet you. Mm-hmm. Um, so me losing that, it made me really like, you know, like a hermit crab, kind of like I really stuck to myself. But then, you know, when I was ready, I think by the time I met you, I was like, I'm really looking for real level headed women who, you know, want more out of life and are willing mm-hmm. to go within to figure it out. Um, so, I mean, life's been great. 
ever since, you know? Yeah. That's, that's what happens when you let go of things that don't serve. You're no longer aligned, darling. I know, but shit, this shit is hard. Like, if you grieve over mm-hmm. a, a friend, like, it's fucking normal because it's mm-hmm. like a daily thing. You know, you call your best friend, you vent, you talk, you laugh. But when you, like, can't call them anymore, like, it is, it's kind of weird. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't a thing where I felt like, oh my God, I'm, it's so hard on me. I, I felt a relief because I knew that I was right. Like my soul knew that it was right. Mm-hmm. It was just kind of like a loyalty thing that I was grieving, I think. So, yeah. Yeah. I, um, um, I have this savior complex. I don't know if that's the technical term, but in relationships and in friendships, I think. And <clears throat> after we ended up being friends again in high school and it was just even worse, like, you know, the feeling. And so then the, we, we had to like essentially break up again. And this time I was like, okay, school was rough enough. I don't know. There's a lot of people that like look back on, on our high school experience and they're like, oh my God, India, you were so this, you were just always with the popular people. You were doing sports, you were doing theater. I have a different outlook on what my high school experience was. And it's not as fucking rosy as what all of these people are remembering or comment to. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, the daily interactions, how you're just saying, you know, every day you, you call your best friend, especially in high school. That's that's all you do. This is your whole life. This is your, your social life, your academic (laughs) life, your future life, everything (laughs) in this building with these people. (laughs) And so I was like, I'm not about to stop being her friend right now because who am I going to eat lunch with? Before, when we stopped being friends, I remember eating lunch in the bathroom. I remember eating lunch in the hallway. I remember when one of my favorite teachers was like, hey, I have prep time. The same time y'all got lunch, you can come in here and eat lunch. Like I started going to a teacher's class because I didn't have anybody at that point. So mm-hmm. you, I learned really quickly. Oh no, we can we can be fake. We can be fake friends with this bitch until we graduate, girl. But when we graduate, you bet not talk to that hoe. You bet not say nothing to her. <laughs> Listen, and I am completely different. And I don't know, like I can walk past your ass and act like I ain't never met you a day in my life. Like Ooh. I and and listen, Ashley be like, you gotta be cordial. So for her, I'm cordial to people, but if I know that I don't fuck with you, I can just keep walking by my day. I'll be mm, Look. See, like, that's how I know. Like, I cannot. I, I am not a performer. Like it's it, looking. <laughs> I was never in drama class. I am not. A <laughs> if you if you got strikes off, I am a, an adult now at thirty one. I will say hello. But if I don't say hello, it doesn't mean that I don't. Um, I have any bad blood against you. Mm-hmm. I told someone this the other day. It strictly means that you are not for me. Period. Yeah. I, I don't wish any ill against you. I could still send you healing energy if you ask for prayers on Facebook, whatever they be doing. But <laughs> you ain't for me. And I feel like more people need to be comfortable. We just don't align. And that's fine. Mm-hmm. You ain't coming in my circle. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Friendships? I don't. I couldn't do that. Now, romantically, oh gosh, yes. I walk past people that I've slept with, that I've had whole year relationships with. We have nothing to talk about by the time <laughs> I dump you or by the time we end. However we ended, I don't care. I've never been like, oh, they broke up with me. I'm just glad that the shit ended, period. Friendships is my is was where my toxic traits 
that that like I deep. I had, yeah, I don't think I have any like that where I, I I hate you. I'm just like no. I don't think I've had a lot of those. I guess I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, who I'm talking about are just people I don't like that I don't care for. <laughs> But no, like not that I don't care for. <laughs> okay, like I recently found out that the the ex best friend that we decided to part ways blocked me on Facebook. I'm like, bro, I didn't even know you were still following me for you to block me. Like, I like this is how much of fuck I don't care. Wait, fuck I don't give. What are they be saying? But it's just like so. I'm like, you're putting a lot of effort into something that's stupid. Like people mm-hmm. don't. Your energy is a currency, and I ain't got none. I don't got none to waste. Okay, I'm already tired. Can't have none of this, none of these coins. <laughs> yes, we listen. We've learned. We've grown. We've done the things. We are adult friends who understand life. So Let people, question, people. Clearly. Yes, yes, yes. Next question: Where would you say regarding love languages that you failed, or as where you could have done better mm-hmm. uh, implementing love languages for friendships? Who? I would, I don't know what category this would fall under. Maybe words of affirmation? No. Okay, failed in the friend role. Like I failed to do these for friends or friends failed to do these things for me. So let's go first as far as where you did. So you always talk about yourself first. Where could where, where could have you have done better of implementing someone's love language? Um, like past friendships. Mm, I would say even, quality time. Mm-hmm. It, I said quality time because most of my friends comment to the fact that I am not a consistent reacher outer like just how I said I've always been okay with being by myself like I'm doing stuff I'm reading books or I'm obsessed with this thing and so you don't see me after school I'm not going to the court I'm not hitting blocks with y'all no I don't want to go downtown Chicago like I'm watching Vampire Diaries bitch I am obsessed and my friends would be like we only see you at school like you don't do you only hang out with Ayana and Ayana was like my main, main best friend. Like, but we lived next, like not next to each other, but a lot closer than all my other friends. So it was kind of like, well, we just walk home together. That's not necessarily quality time. But for them, they were like, that is quality time. You, every time we say we going on a friend day, we're going downtown Chicago. You don't go. Last time your girlfriend went and you didn't go. And I was like, I had to work. I'm the only one with a job right now. Like I'm, I'm adulting. Quality time was always the feedback that, my friends would give me until until we got older like the friends that I have now we already talked about you know it's intentional time okay we don't talk for a month we're still friends in high school you're friends typically for proximity I got all my classes with you or now we got lunch together we didn't used to talk but let's just talk more because we share this period you know as adult friends I think it I don't think I'm lacking in any specific in in any specific area but as a kid friend teenager friend quality time off jump i was doing my own thing i always have i mean i don't i don't know what you want me to say i would say the same thing i think 
when I was transitioning into to college and um, applying for the nursing program, I lost a lot of friends because they thought that, I don't know if they thought that I was, and I've, I've heard them say, I thought they thought that I thought I was better than them or something. I'm like, bro, do you know how much time that you have to dedicate for something like this? I don't, mm-hmm. fuck, I don't think I'm better than anyone. I'm fucking tired. So, and I That's think it, it's just different when you're, you're trying to transition to college from, for people who are not going to college or who are going to different trades or stuff, life mm-hmm. just looks different. Um, and people, you know, take it personally and you lose those friends. Some of those people I wish I still was friends with because I know that we still will be cool, but it's just like, you know, life takes you different ways and it's totally understandable. Um, I think in my, from college until a couple years ago, and again, actually brought it to my attention. I am one of those people who, before I had no tact as far as, I'm going to tell you how I feel. Mm-hmm. You, you know, I love you. So it's coming, it's not coming from a malicious place, but I didn't have any, even with my siblings, I didn't have any tact. It was just brash, I guess. Um, but I don't, I didn't sugarcoat. Mm-hmm. Depending on who you're talking to. Um, and then maybe those people who needed a words of affirmation, it was very harsh for them when someone could have said it to me and I would have been like, okay, that's fine. I don't like mm-hmm. it today, but I get what you're saying and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Yep. Some people can't handle it. And I had to learn how to tailor it without thinking that I was um, diminishing myself um, mm-hmm. and my words and my intent of telling you, that I love you, but I know you can do better. Or I love you, but you said you wanted to do this mm-hmm. and I want to help you do this. Are you ready, really ready to do this? So I think I failed doing that, but I think I've done a lot better. And I think that I'm more tactful when I, I think about who I'm talking to first. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't see the importance of that back in the day because I'm like, you don't get this, and I, hopefully you it'll make you better. But in, <laughs> in the end, it made people think that I was judgmental, which they know that I'm not judgmental. But if they can't handle it like that, you you can't keep delivering it like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was my biggest lesson. Um. So yeah, and then quality, of course, quality time as well, just because I was so busy with school. Um, mm-hmm. I always say, man, I wish I could do college over. I just feel like I was just the ultimate nerd. All I, Me all too. I did was study. I was at parties. I think I was at party studying. Like I was on a cruise studying. Who does that? I used to read like, books at the basketball games. I feel you, sis. This is why we're in love. This is this is it. Sis, sis, were these books for um, entertainment? I was forced. <laughs> My books definitely were for entertainment. Uh, yeah, I was forced to read. I was not trying to read. <laughs> I was I was I was learning. I wasn't trying to. Like anybody, was, I had flashcards, bro. Like, this, this was forced. It was forced. I had flashcards, bro. At least I was taking shots. <laughs> you over here, like anatomy, anatomy. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me where the third. <laughs> Listen, you're going to have to take a shot every time you get one wrong. <laughs> Girl, walking into class, man, I just want to do it over. My rent was $375. Oh, shut <sighs> up. Girl, I was an RA. I didn't have to pay rent, but they only gave me $78 every week. That's it. That's all I made. And I think it was every two weeks. You, you look like you was an RA. 
I was a cool RA. What the hell? What does that mean? <laughs> you didn't look like you was RA. I didn't. Uh-uh, I broke too many damn rules to be an RA. Child. They fuck you too quick. <laughs> Listen, we're going to have to talk offline about my time as an RA, honey, because, whoo. Oh, Lord. Mm-mm. Them students on that ninth floor, no, they was free, okay? Listen, make all of the mistakes you want to make and understand I have no loyalty to you. None. I'm not your mama. I'm not going to baby you. You want to act like an adult, sneak alcohol, sneak boys and girls and all types of uh, illicit things up in here. When you get caught, don't cry like no little baby. <laughs> Take it like a grown up. And sometimes, oh you know, Lord. it happened. But hey, anywho. Okay. Um, okay. So this question came to me while you were talking because I have actually reunited with a previous friend that I thought our relationship had kind of fizzled out. Um, but she she had been my best friend since the sixth mm-hmm. grade. And she was the first girl that I befriended when I came oh, to wow. the um yeah when I came to the the new school because I had to okay I keep having all these tangents my schooling is really gonna sound like terrible but I promise you I'm okay <laughs> like I'm a functioning adult but I got bullied in elementary school really bad and my mom switched my middle school from the one that's down the street to the one that was like 30 fucking minutes away because I was getting bullied every week and by bullied, I mean, I was getting beat the fuck up, y'all. Like, I could not fight back then. I, the first fight, I beat the girl up, barely. But then when the next ones, it's like everybody just wants to fight me. And I was just getting beat up week after week. Okay. New middle school. No black girls except for me and my friend. Her mom mm-hmm. is in class with her. My mom is in class with me. Obviously, we have to be best friends. We're the only two <laughs> black girls. And both of us brought our mamas to the first day of school. <laughs> Is that not serendipitous to you? (laughs) But we all ended up being friends throughout high school. And there were some little times where we weren't talking, but I always told her, girl, you can't get rid of me. You can be mad, but you're like a sister. So you can be mad at me for 50 years and I'm going to be at your mama retirement party. I don't care nothing about your feelings. Um, I reunited with her. And she had still been friends with the other girl who I was like, I can never be your friend. Like, I can't. Um, oh, wow. That is a long they were friendship. still friends. Yes. And well, now oh I don't God. think they're friends, but I reconnected with her and she was like, India, why are you acting like we ended on a bad note? And I'm like, oh, man, mm-hmm. I don't know why I feel like we ended on a bad note. She was like, yeah, we just kind of started doing our own things. You went to college. I stayed here and, I, you know, I'm doing stuff. I'm living my life. But we didn't end on no bad note. And so my question is, have you reunited with any of your like uh, childhood friends or <laughs> old friends or anything like that? Why or why not? Dun, dun, dun. Oh, no. Do, do, do. That is a very good. Hmm. That's a very good question. So I will tell you this. <clears throat> as far as high school. You know what? High school, I had a friend and we've never like fell out our life you know she has children took a different mm-hmm. route we never fell out or whatever um we reconnected a couple years ago but what i will say as far as college um i was one of those people i knew everyone and i talked to everyone but i wasn't mm-hmm. friends with a lot of people 
Um, so it was that a distinction. lot of superficial. Yeah, it was a lot of superficial interacting. Like you can be like, "Hey," because they used to call me bodacious in um, ooh, in college. In college, <laughs> so, like, oh wow! Like, <laughs> <laughs> How you nickname like that? Girl, loud, flamboyant, with a big booty. That's about it. Yeah. <laughs> but. So I would, um, like, I was involved in a lot of activities, but I only fucked, like, literally, those people who fucked, I fucked with, they know that I would only fuck with them. So it was really mm-hmm. weird, like, when you think back, like, why didn't you, why were you afraid? Maybe it was fear, I don't know, but why did mm-hmm. you not really connect with people? Like, I sit mm-hmm. back and I think about that a lot, because a lot of your college friends really can become, even networking opportunities, but can become lifelong friends, so Mm-hmm. That's something that I'm working through. And I think maybe I was just too busy with school and just, I think I was trying to check the boxes. Like that resume shit they tell you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I wasted Don't a matter. lot of time trying to make it look, my resume like look beautiful so I could find a job after school. And I missed out on a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just, I wish I would have done more. I wish I would have connected. That's the word I'm I'm trying to say, I wish I would connect and engage for longevity. Um, mm-hmm. But no, not recently. I have 40 sisters that are my friends and my babies um, mm-hmm. that are like my real friends. I, they A lot of them don't live here anymore, but I talk to them a lot. Um, and then I have um, friends. There's a lot of people that don't live here. So sometimes I do feel like lonely. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like you got to look for your robot like. I know. I'm like, oh, you, you look, you in Chicago, you in, now I got a friend just moved to Georgia. Like, oh, you oh, in, dang. I, like, I know, you in LA. <laughs> and I hate calling the same people to hang out when I want to hang out. So I'm like, yeah. But a lot of my friends that I hang out with a lot are gay, and most of them are masculine mm-hmm. presenting. Um, so when I do hang out, that's usually who I'll hang out with because they're here. Um, and mm-hmm. It's not any cattiness or anything, so it's great. Um, so yeah, I know that was around the topic of what she asked, but it got back there. <laughs> you did. I, listen, I enjoyed the story. I'm here to learn. Know about everybody else, girl. Um, I love that we both do 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 our own little variations, but we're both. So, my last question is: Which way do you feel like we can implement? Um, are distinct. Um, how can we implement each other's love languages to show our appreciation for the friendship? Ooh, okay. So, like a little. Oh, I've been wanting to get back into snail mail. I got a book of stamps and everything. They're Bugs Bunny themed, and I love them. And I would say little notes. Well, not little notes, but like mail. So I feel like you go into your mailbox and like get in an actual letter from a friend. It's like, oh, my God, I got a little letter. Oh, there's a little gift in here. Oh, how cute. How nice. This is so me. Like, you know, like little moments like that. So if it's words of affirmation, you know, maybe I'm sending you a text message or a video message like, Gail, have the best day. Make today great because you're great. Do, do, do. You know, I feel like you laugh so much at the stuff that I say that I would just voice note you to death. Yeah. I feel like, wait, Look, okay. So I'm what, over here like, what is snail mail? 
like actual mail. That's what they call it. Snail mail. Mm-hmm. Oh, you don't know these things. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Snail mail. Yeah. But well, you know, you know what I had in my head? Mail time. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's the enthusiasm you're going to have when you check your snail mail and my love notes there in your mailbox waiting for you. Oh, I cannot <laughs> deal with you. I like that, though. I think um, social media kind of gets on my nerves from time to time. So I think mm-hmm. that intimacy is um, definitely needed. And I would definitely appreciate something like that because it's very, very thoughtful. Um, I would say for me, the same thing, just if we're, you know, having conversation and just, you know, taking mental notes. Um, and then I think words of affirmation is, I don't want to say it's easy, but it's something that I feel like is very easy to do for someone. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that should be very easy to implement. Um, yeah. So, yeah. I think books too may be our thing because I think about gifting you books often and I'm like, dang, I don't want to surprise Brittany with this book because she may already have it or, you know, like, I don't know, maybe we should like do a book list for each other and be like, listen, girl, if you give me a book off of this list, I will give you a book off of this list. I like, you know, I love that. Ooh, don't turn me on. I'm telling you, (laughs) the the book lover in me, I'd be like, Brittany, I know you've read this book. What did you think about it? How did you know I read that book? I loved it, but I didn't like this part. It's wonderful. Look, I I just look, I just can't stop. Yes. <laughs> Where they go? I just I just can't. Oh, we both just start pulling our books. I can't. <laughs> what is it called? Yeah. Bibliophile? B- yeah, yes. bibliophiles. Yes. <laughs> look at my big words. Go India. <laughs> <laughs> So, we okay. want to do the um, friendship game. Yes. Okay. Yes. So, a part of this is us doing the Skin Deep questions. We are affiliates of the Skin Deep, and you'll be able to get your cards at a discounted rate if you use our link. Go to either Tipple Gems, The Real Coach India, or Queer Black Wives. Click our bios, and then you'll have a link that you can use to get these cards. Friendship, couples, amusing, kids, all the things are there. Um, we have the friendship ones, of course, because we're falling in love over this podcast. Hashtag, you're welcome. Welcome to the show. Let me say, can so, you show them the box? Yes. Oh, I'm sitting on top of the box. My laptop is sitting on top of the box. Oh. But those of you <laughs> like, who are, <laughs> those of you who are yeah, visually with us, this is cute. No, it's orange. What's this? Oh, there we go. Yeah, are you colorblind? Is this something that I need to remember? Probably. <laughs> Maybe that was a man in my former life. No. <laughs> so, you know, men, men are high risk for being colorblind. So maybe it's like, what's wrong with them? The weaker species for real. Why should I even survive, <laughs> Lord? You know, they leave male bees you, to die. They just leave them. Oh, Lord. I don't even want to talk about that. bees. <laughs> okay, you want to do yours first or do you want me to go first? I can go first. Why did I just start singing that? Who did did that sound like? I loved it. Okay. Who do I remind you of and why? Okay, so the obvious answer here is Gail because I constantly call you Gail. Um, And I think you remind me of Gail because I am... Okay, so it's twofold. I think for a friendship like this, you have to be ready to be that kind of friend and you have to be ready for that kind of friend. And when I listen to Oprah and Gail talk about their friendship, it's always this thing like 
they didn't drag their feet to get into it, but they dragged their foot, like they drug their feet to get in it because they knew it was going to be like this catalyst of things. It's like, oh man, you have really great ideas. You have really great ideas. You have a really good, nice, like drive and workforce and you're a really beautiful person on the inside. Man, for us to be friends, this is really going to be, this is going to be work. <laughs> inside work and we're going to actually have to be like movers and shakers in our own arenas like it's a whole big to do so when I be calling you Gail it's it's a, a reflection of what I'm willing to do and the things that I'm willing to shed and places that I'm willing to grow and the other side of it is I just feel like as my Gail you're you're a constant even again the intentional time even if it's not an everyday thing i know i can call you and literally say all the things do all the things cry if i want to and it's not going to be met with a oh i don't know what to do with this it's i feel like it'd be met with okay those were tears and you're you're done crying and you're okay and now we get back to it cuz i'm always like oh Brittany, i don't even know do you want to record today i just Whoo, girl, this new strand we got, girl, it's real sleepy. And she's like, no, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm here. And I'm like, damn it. Go drinking some water. So constant. You just, you just work steadfastly. And I think with how I am as a person, like the, the visionary part needs that steadfastness that I perceive Gail gives to Oprah. It's like she keeps her, keep not humble, but she keeps her a person. She tells her to shut up in the car. They listen to each other sing bad. Like, it's like Gail is like, okay, yeah, you're Oprah, but girl, you're Oprah. <laughs> I'll never let you, your head get too big or you, you act like you're something that you're not because I know you. I know you. You remind me of that for me. And it, I told you all the time, it's intimidating and it's scary and I'm sweating now, but it's like, no, fuck that. Come on, Gail. Let's do it. So, yeah, that's work through it. <laughs> Oh, Look at that. It made me warm on the inside. <laughs> no, it didn't, you cold, cold liar. <laughs> I said, Look, five, four, three, enough. <laughs> Done. Next question. <laughs> you took my words. Okay, your turn. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh. oh, that's such a. Okay. What's one improvement I can make to my personal appearance? You know, I'm working on this. Oh, like what, regarding like what, like fashion or something? Hell, I don't know. It just says, what's one improvement I can make to my personal appearance? I feel like you can take it wherever you want to take it. Um, hmm, show more skin, break <gasps> your body. What I like those pants you wore. Um, more <gasps> tight fitting things. Yes. Um, more things that accentuate accentuate your curves. Um. Or cleavage, midriff. I mean, I think you have a great body, so you might as well embrace it and show it. Um, I think sometimes women don't show off the things that make them feel sexy because they're worried about, you know, being attention seeking, blah, 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 fuck that. Like, I'm working out so I can get the body that I'm, I'm dreaming of. So if you have it, embrace it. Why not? I love when your hair is crinkly, it's so cute. Um, maybe try some curls like um, what's the thing? Uh, Those rods. Wire. Yeah, I, I, try that. That'd be cute. Okay. See, these are good things because you know my body image is like, ooh, girl, we are we're there, but we've 
you really climbed out of the trenches. Thank you. Listen, <laughs> you need to buy them pants in all colors. Right? <laughs> Those soft, <laughs> soft brown leather grown <laughs> lady pants. Please help me, Chrissy. I need to be that. Help me put these on. Laying down on the bed. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Okay, hit me with um, the next question. Hit me with your best When was the moment you decided to get to know me better? After the night you had us all over for that charcuterie party. Was that interior? No, because I was like, oh, this is interesting. This is a really interesting dynamic. There is so much more that went into that night beforehand that we didn't know about, mm -hmm. um, but were indirectly involved. And I was like, this is interesting. And anytime something is interesting to me, I'm like, mm-hmm. And then you also said that night that, you know, you were just getting people together because Ashley wasn't feeling the best. Uh, I forget. Uh, I don't know if you actually went into detail or anything. I think you were just like, you know, she just needed to be loved on. So I invited the people who I, I thought would be able to do that and make her feel better. And then this night is like this. I feel like I saw so much of myself in you and like the just the genuineness of I just wanted my partner to feel loved and supported and she didn't have this shitty ass fucking day. And then because of me and the things I'm working on, but also the fucking truth, this night has gone like this. I'm taking ownership and accountability for it. And I'm looking at you like, I don't think you ought to take ownership and accountability for this. I don't really know. So it's kind of like a, I would, where I, whereas I would traditionally be intimidated by a person like that, you know, that just is, you know, stand your ground. If I think of the avatar, I think of like you would be like the earth kingdom, like the earth been just, you know, strong and not stubborn, but like in a good way, you know, like, mm -hmm. but just, I'm a lot more softer and sensual and sensitive and, you know, than what y'all are, are perceiving me as. And I was like, I'd like to get to know Brittany more because the story that's about to be told and or the stories that are being told can't be the truth because I'm looking at her and I'm hearing her. So yeah. that was the moment Ooh, right looking there. Looking at me and hearing me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> but you know I what's was, so Ooh. crazy? Because what's after after that, like I was I would text you and I was checking on you after you had um COVID or whatever. I was like, he really should me to Texas. Maybe she doesn't really like me because oh, oh, no. like, I'm, not, I'm not really getting I'm not really getting I'm not getting anything. So I was like, so I kind of stepped back. That's what I always, when I don't get what I'm trying to get, I always, like, step back. So mm -hmm. then when you reached out or whatever um, to build something, I was like, oh, well, maybe I misread the situation. And, of course, number one rule, there's no tone in text message. <laughs> mm -hmm. And now that you know me, I'm going to look back <laughs> at our text. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, that that's that's really nice. And the thing about it is I, I hate mess. And I, I was just like, oh, my God. Like, this isn't putting me in a, a good light. Um, but I own my shit. You can always do better. Period. Mm -hmm. But there are definitely layers to me. <laughs> so I'm glad you took the chance to figure that out. Peel Appreciate back it. those layers. Do do do. Okay. Okay. Last Tell question. me three moments that changed your life. Mm, I think this is a great one to end on. Like. Well, no, I have one too. 
Oh mm. God, it's really hard. Three moments that change. Okay, first one. Um, I was diagnosed with cancer because it changed the trajectory of my life because I was about to leave um, Indiana. Mm-hmm. Um, my second one would be what was the question? Three best moments? Nope, three moments three. that changed your life. It changed my life. Um, the second, and I'm only talking personally. I'm not talking ro- romantically or relationshipy. I'm talking about me. Okay. Because um, I want my baby to feel like I don't, like she's not important. But this is talking <laughs> about me individually. I would have to honestly say me leaving and doing travel nursing. Mm-hmm. Because um, it just made me. I already knew I was independent. I already knew I was strong. I already knew I was unbreakable. But Mm -hmm. the shit that it mentally puts you through, being out of your comfort zone um, and the critical thinking that you have to do, it's just, it's completely different, especially during a pandemic. Mm -hmm. So it's something that, it it was different. And I I would never take that back. Like, it was amazing. It's not, if you don't even talk about the money, Mm-hmm. Just talk about me becoming a stronger nurse, me becoming eventually using this to become a better provider for my patients, especially black patients. Um, yeah. And then my third one, um, honestly, I would say starting this podcast. Um, I know that sounds really cliche, but don't do this I, to me. I, I hate you. <laughs> I'm going to do it twofold. I'm going to do it twofold. It would be starting this podcast as slash writing my book because Mm -hmm. I will say I've had to fight past a lot of fear um, because I know I'm great, but being Mm -hmm. great has nothing to do with actually getting out there and doing the work. You know, once you find your passion and you find your purpose, okay, but you actually have to do the work and you have Mm -hmm. to, in order to be, you know, to push the message out to people. Like, I know I'm here to impact people, but trying to figure out how is, is just very hard. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's disabling. Um, so having an outlet with you to talk to women that look like me and, you know, love people that look like me, mm-hmm. um, it's amazing. And then to also have a journal that I hope really helps Black women see what they deserve as far as self-love and self-worth um, and to stop selling for bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> I hope, I just, I don't know. Those are some, I'll say those three. <laughs> What a wonderful story. As I pat my hair. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, I am so glad that you are a part of my universe. I am so glad that your soul is still here with us and that you've grown and that you are this version of you because I think you are fucking awesome and dope and the coolest goddamn traveling nurse I have ever met, even though you also the only traveling nurse I have ever met. (laughs) The bar is set high. It's just set high because of you. Okay, your last question. Um, if there is one thing I still don't understand about you, what is it? <clears throat> Shit, just probably me. Hell, I don't understand about me. Lord. That doesn't damn true. <laughs> she's just flighty. I just... Mm, like I'm a calling you fairy. Drees calls me a fairy all the time. She's like, I'm, I'm running around trying to capture you for the first five years <laughs> no. of our our relationship like and then, <laughs> now i just i just watch you flutter around me <laughs> i ain't going nowhere like, i just want to be able to move be back. <laughs> i'll be back i promise 
<laughs> um, friendship wise, I I don't know. I feel like we have been really forthcoming. So I don't know what you wouldn't understand, but I have all the faith that the faith, all the faith that if you didn't understand something that was critical for the make or break of our relationship, or not the break, because I mean, at this point you can't get rid of me. Um, But the, the trajectory of our relationship, you would tell me, you would be like, okay, India, you're doing this. And I don't, I don't understand why. Like, I feel like sometimes you've come to me with that, with like, downplaying myself or like not doing something you're like i thought you said that you were doing this so when is this why haven't you done it like i'm trying to be nice but bitch you're oprah and i need you to open (laughs) i don't are you saying that i don't have to share and with you is that what you're saying (laughs) you know uh i feel like i've said this before when we try to be like politically correct and like you know nice we don't we don't make sense. It's like what are you what the fuck are you saying? Are you saying Pam? So yeah. <laughs> no, you'd be like, so I mean, what are you trying to say? And you'd be like, oh yeah, no, I know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so maybe like, just yes, that. I can be my real self. Be your real self. Tell me, tell me all the things. You're you're doing a good job at it. Mm-hmm. Please this thank is great. you for affirming me. <laughs> thank you for letting me be so free see that Listen. was my information <laughs> I'm going to give you some feedback on these uh, <laughs> freedoms that you're going to be taking from here on out okay <laughs> balance take it, take it. checks and balances oh, here Lord. look and we already look 60 minutes this, this is our new jam this is like a phone conversation every week that we're having and inviting people to so I don't care how long it goes, so long as we're having fun and the conversations juicy. Yes, I'm so happy we changed it to Queer Black Friends because it definitely definitely a vibe for us. Mm-hmm. Okay, we don't have a new sign-off yet because, I mean, we're just doing this thing. This is like a phone call. So how would you hang up, Brittany? Would you be like, oh, okay, one, two, three, you hang up. No, I'll hang up. No, you hang up. Oh, three hang up. But what are we doing? I'm excited. Bye, girl. <laughs> if this was a phone, I promise y'all she would have hung up for real. And then texted me like, don't call me back. Love you. Talk to you next week. <laughs> I'm sweating. You talking about how you want to do this. Bye. <laughs> I'm all romantic. I'm like, so who's going to hang up first? Brittany ain't even in no more. <laughs> I'm done. Well, we're going to sign off. <laughs> My name is Brittany. You can also find me on Instagram underneath Kimbo Jen. Yes. And this is The Real Coach India. And it's been real. Follow us on our personal pages. Follow along at Queer Black Wives. Click that link in our bio for the discount off of the um, Friends Editions for the and cards. And rate review and subscribe to this podcast it's the best way for y'all to support this queer black friendship whoop, whoop. yes happy friday yes happy friday all right peace night peace night.